If you're a senior searching for a home in today's market, you'll know firsthand that there is a, an extreme shortage of homes on the market. I have a very little known option for you that we're going to talk about next, and it's cooperatives. Welcome to Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a licensed real estate agent and senior real estate specialist in the state of Minnesota. Lisa works with older adults to help them upsize and downsize. And now, here's Lisa Dunn. And with me today in the studio, as always, is my friend Marshall Saunders from Minnesota Podcasting. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? I'm awesome. How are you? Good. So what are we talking about today? So we are going to talk about senior cooperatives, and I have a very awesome expert with me today who's going to help talk about it because I know a little bit about cooperatives, yeah. but I thought if we brought in the expert, we'd be in much better hands. Nadette, welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for inviting me, Lisa. I'm always excited to talk about senior cooperatives. Will you tell us a little bit about what you do for a living? I am so privileged, I have to tell you, that I fell upon this market niche that I have just grown with time to in love with increasing bounty. So, you know, I was used to uh, cooperatives like my electric cooperative or my market co-op, but when it came time for an opportunity for a job as a property manager, it was at a co-op. And I said, well, what does that mean? Because I was familiar with these others, but what does this mean in this large building with people that live in it? A housing cooperative. This was a new concept for me. And I learned how well a housing co-op really fits the senior age bracket in so many ways. So what do you do today with co-ops? What, what is your job? So my job is right now is as Director of Homeowner Associations with Ebenezer Management Services, currently located in Edina, Minnesota. And so I get to oversee so many people living in this living type of situation and how they work and make sure that they're operating according to the current laws and policies for their best practice. And you know, I love talking about cooperatives because I think they are a fantastic home ownership option for people. They are the least maintenance ridden option for ownership. Um, and every time I talk to you, I learn about something new. So will you talk a little bit about what a senior cooperative is and maybe if it makes sense what it is not? Right. That is a great question. And that was exactly where I was at my starting point in this new job opportunity is really concept of what is a co-op. So yes, it is a housing opportunity for seniors that are generally 62 plus. There are some that are at 55 plus um, and where they are living in a multifamily apartment style building, but they have bought into a corporation that they own this building and land together. And therefore now they they become co-owners in this corporation in which they have uh, the right to set rules and policies and uh, procedures for how they shall live together. And it really 
the part that catches me as the most important is that they thrive in this environment because you come off your career path of having been doing something with your life. You know, you've been active, you've been involved, you've been learning different things, and now you come to retirement. And, and rather than feeling like this is the stop end gap of it, you now have another way to continue in vitality of living together and using your life skills that you've used in a way that benefits so many people. And it gives you extra zest and reason to get up in the morning. So uh, the co-op itself is um, a different concept from a condominium. Now, both of them could have had everything that I said prior to this of really thriving together in a senior congregate living situation and working together. Both concepts of condos and cooperatives really do operate the same on that. What the dividing factor is from a real estate point of view is that a cooperative, you're buying in as personal property. You're buying a share. You're buying a stock in the corporation. So in a condo, you're actually buying real estate. That's a big real estate difference between the two. The other part is that in the con in the cooperative setting, I tell them the cooperative owns absolutely everything in the building. The only thing that the new occupant of this apartment unit is bringing with them in their box, in their suitcase, that's theirs. But everything's going to be maintained in a cooperative setting from the carpeting to the paint to the uh, countertops. Everything that's in there that typically in a condo you would have to update and take care of uh, as far as replacement goes, that now is taken over by the cooperative, the, co uh, the co corporation. And not only does the member enjoy that, guess who else enjoys that? The member's kids. <laughs> so now when something goes wrong with the thermostat on the wall or something else that's wrong, like the sink, it's not the kids that are getting called or it's not the member who has to go and find somebody to take care of it for them. They let the management company know and the maintenance person comes and he either takes care of it or finds a vendor on their behalf to take care of it. And the cooperative bears that expense. So it really is a simplification of living and a lot less stress on behalf of the person that lives there. It's an amazing maintenance-free opportunity, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> really so is. I don't own the appliances in my unit. That is a very good point. But I do own a little share of the dining room or the craft room or the sitting room, or I own a little piece of all of those things, just like my neighbor owns a little piece of my unit. Everybody owns a little piece of everything. That is absolutely true. So now, if I am interested in purchasing a co-op, let's pretend like I'm old enough to purchase a share. If I purchase a share and I go to your building and I sit down and talk to the property manager, ask questions, learn about the building, learn about the ins and outs of, of living there, what would the process be of me being able to move in? What are the steps that I would go through? Yeah, so first you... Um have to have a share that's available, um, obviously, to purchase. And so a lot of cooperatives will have a wait list set up, which um, they'll work through, which is great for a person who's selling. We have um, people who are typically ready and willing to be moving in. So if anybody's interested in a co-op, 
they really need to get their name on the wait list so that they can be called. And then they would work through that process of being called and making an offer on buying that share then. And they would do an application form. The application is by financial. You, uh, the cooperative wants to ensure that you're going to pay the monthly member fee that you need to to pay the electric bill and to pay the garbage guy and all that. So we have to have a minimum of annual income to qualify. We also run criminal background checks. So that people are living there, we can feel pretty comfortable about who we have as our neighbor. And the board officially approves each person becoming the member that their age qualified and these other factors involved. It sounds like a really nice community setting. It is. Yeah. It is. And they do have committees, so we encourage them to get involved right away and be part of things. And I tell them, hey, this is an opportunity as a CPA to learn about master gardening, you know, next to someone who did that in their life. And a master gardener might enjoy learning how to read financials for the first time in their life. There is always something new to learn, and you can learn together because you're in this life together, and you're working side by side for the same common good of improving your community. What if I am an introvert? What if I don't necessarily want to be a member of your committees? Can I still move into a cooperative? It can depend on the co-op, honestly, <laughs> because they want people to be involved. And you might be afraid about that at first. I am an introvert myself. I enjoy an invitation. And it's not that I don't mind playing a great card game or just having a friend or something. And so you can be minimally involved. But really, the idea of living in a co-op is that you are in a community together. And quite honestly, it's a very healthy situation to place yourself in because you're more active, you're moving, you're, you're moving your joints, your body, your brain, you're involving things that lead to longevity in life and enjoying it. Okay, so now that I'm a member, when I'm sitting down to talk with you, how would you coach me about what the pros and cons of a cooperative might be? So really, the pros that I noticed here, now, this is my perspective. I was 45 years old and devastated, right? I was all of 45 years old, feeling ancient of days <laughs> in my property manager office and looking at these vibrant 90-year-olds. And they're involved. They're out there gardening. They're in their board making decisions. And I'm like, hey, girl, you got half your life to live yet plus, so keep it moving. And I honestly am inspired by the people. And that's what made me even love that living situation more because I saw that life was good. So the pro about that hugely, really, as a child and encouraging my parents to move forward to be like, hey, you know, live life to the fullest as best as you can is a huge advocacy part of that. But from a practical standpoint, you do have home ownership benefits in a co-op. You're going to have a 1098 at the end of the year in which you can claim some tax deductible issues such as how much of your monthly was paid towards the principal and interest and your property taxes and things like that would be noted. So there's some definite home ownership benefits that you enjoyed in the past that you'll be able to carry forward with you. There's always that one level type of living 
driving that you enjoy as you get older. You may have had a knee replacement or a hip replacement. And now having um, a, a heated garage in the lower level with access to an elevator and taking your groceries in a shopping cart from your core right up to your apartment and unloading the groceries there. And, and obviously in a cooperative, there is a sense of security because you're in a large building with others that may be in similar situation. And honestly, there's people that will be noticing if you're having struggles or you're not showing up. But you also have the security of the front door entry system. You have also a sense of security when you want to go on a trip. Say you're going uh, traveling, you can lock your door and leave. And if something were to be majorly happening, somebody's going to be taking care of something. Uh, if you left your faucet running, we're going to figure it out and take care of things mm-hmm. for you. But your room and your place is safe within this building that's secure, and you've got friends around you that you've developed relationships with that know you and expect to see you around. And that really creates a sense of security as you go through different life scenarios and situations. You may have someone nearby. They can ask, how did you handle this, whatever your situation might be. And then as far as cons go, I think the biggest drawback at it is that people really do need to consider if this is the best living arrangement that fits them. Not everybody is meant to live in a multifamily situation. If you need control about what you do with everything, then a cooperative is not the best scenario for you. Quite honestly, don't worry about going that direction. If you need to maintain control of how things are done in your place or how the rules are set up or the policies are, then you probably want to steer away from a cooperative setting because it is ruled by majority. And if the majority rules against you, are you okay with that? I'm wondering if I can put you on the hot seat for just a minute and talk with you about money because cooperatives are set up differently and shares are purchased differently than real estate. So can you talk about how do I finance a cooperative? And I know that every cooperative is set up differently, but I wonder if there's a price range that, or maybe a couple different price ranges you can talk through um, that I When I get asked that question from folks about how much does real estate cost, I know that that's an impossible question to answer. But I know that if I'm thinking about a cooperative, that's going to be an important piece of the puzzle is can I afford it? Sure. Let's zero down on two major differences that are available in the cooperative world, one being limited equity, another one being um, full equity market rate. So what you're typically used to in um, condo settings and real estate with your home would be on the same scale as a market rate full equity, where 100% of the value of your apartment unit is paid down in your share immediately. And so uh, there's that side of it. And then the other side of it is limited equity, which by and large is the majority of our cooperatives in our state. You may be paying 30, 50% of that 100% value, which makes it more affordable to buy in. And quite honestly, those that buy into membership at a cooperative most typically have a home, a family home that they're deciding isn't the right living situation for them anymore. anymore. And they'll move out and they'll sell it 
And then with that, reinvest in the share. Some people have had to get home equity loans to bridge that gap between being able to move out of their family home and move and buy that share and then provide them a little bit of space of time to have moving time for them. So uh, what is the cost of a co-op share? Could range anywhere from, say, 80000 to over 300000 So that's the range that you typically buy in membership. And then your monthly fees will kind of coordinate with how much of a mortgage that you're paying in in your monthly. So you are assuming in not the full market rate, but the limited equity model, you're still paying a portion of the master mortgage on that cooperative in your monthly. The beauty of it is, is that you're buying into a master mortgage and it's just a portion of it that you're paying down and buying into along with everyone else. The corporation is carrying all the liability and all the responsibility of it so you're just joining in on that corporation of buying in that master mortgage. So it can be a very affordable if you have some cash or um, equity that you can apply towards buying can, in. Can I finance? So the co- cooperative itself is not a financial institution. You would need to basically do that on your own. We've had kids buy a share for mom and dad, and they become the owner of the share while they're allowing the mom and dad or their mom to be the member in the corporation. And then once mom is no longer living there, they can sell the share again. But typically, you would want to find your own financial way to buy that share. Yeah. And what I know about financing cooperatives, it's very difficult to Mm -hmm. find someone to give you something like a conventional mortgage. Not just a normal mortgage company can just jump in and do it. Correct. Because as Nadette was talking about, most of the cooperatives in our metro are limited equity. That means there's a master mortgage on that property already, a 40-year HUD mortgage. And so if there's already a mortgage in place, most banks, if they were to give you a loan for your unit, and if you defaulted on your loan, the bank that you used would be in second position, which means they're never going to get paid back what they (laughs) owed. So there are not a lot of institutions that will finance cooperatives um, the same way they will real estate. And that goes back to what Nadette was talking about, about thinking about cooperatives more about buying a membership than it is you're not buying a condominium per se. As long as we're talking about money, I'd like to talk about I think they're called carrying charges or subscription charges. So when you purchase a condominium, what the dues are, are homeowners association dues. It's hard to quantify this when we're talking about a million different pieces of real estate and giving you an average about things. But I'd say in general, um, for most homeowners associations, you'll find them in between $200 a month and maybe six to $700 a month. Um, and that generally will cover things like your snow removal, your lawn care, and maybe some external management of the outside, things like roof and siding and some landscaping. But when you're looking at a cooperative, those monthly dues look different and because they cover different things. You cannot compare the association dues to a condo and townhome to what you're paying in a cooperative. So will you talk, Nadette, about those carrying charges that are akin to association charges and 
and what they cover, because that's the reason why the dollar amounts are so different. That is a great question to ask, Lisa. Thank you. Your monthly carrying charge in a cooperative generally covers everything you could have except for your food and your personal health insurance, um, maybe your cell phone bill, and a little bit of the electric bill. So a lot of your bills that you're used to getting at your home are now taken care of by the cooperative, including the insurance on the building itself and the liability on that. So now you can back off on your insurance coverage to just an HO6, which condos have, and it's relatively affordable because now you're not having to cover the countertops and the flooring and all that unless you decide to have fancy ones. But that insurance cost comes way down. You have your TV subscription included, your internet is included, uh, your heat is included with the, the gas bill as being part of the cooperative coverage on that. But the reason that your monthly would seem much higher in a cooperative setting directly relates to how large is that master mortgage. Because the larger the master mortgage portion that you're responsible for is going to be a driving factor in the largest portion of that monthly cost. But remember, you get a 1098 that also coordinates with that to allow you that privilege of some tax deduction as Mm -hmm. well. I wanted to talk a little bit about finding a cooperative. If I get too soapboxy, Marshall and Nadette will stop me, but I'm going to share one of my um, personal thoughts with you for a moment. If you are a young, healthy, vibrant senior and you're working with a real estate agent because you want to purchase maybe a second home, a vacation home, or maybe you're downsizing and you still, you're, you're really wanting to purchase something, your real estate agent very likely will not suggest that you look at a cooperative, not really for the sole reason because they aren't aware of them. Hmm. When we get our real estate license, there is one paragraph in our textbook that talks about cooperatives. And I'm not exaggerating. One paragraph. Real estate agents are not required to know about them. And there's no continuing education class today that exists that focuses on cooperatives. And I know that because I teach classes for the Minneapolis Association. (laughs) And so there is a gap between what real estate agents know and what kinds of 55 plus housing is available. And you heard Nadette say that we have more cooperative units per capita than anywhere else in the nation. Yet, And I also happen to think that we've got some of the most educated real estate agents Mm. in the nation, but yet there is this gap in knowledge. So if I'm somebody who wants to look for a cooperative, Nadette, how do I find one? Because if I'm wanting to purchase, if I'm working with a real estate agent, and if they're not listed on the multiple listing service, which is the primary resource for real estate agents, how do I find them? And even <laughs> if they are listed in a MLS, sometimes it's really hard to find that value. Because here you're talking a $400,000 value of living in what would be comparable in a, in a condo situation, but it's being offered at a hundred thousand. So how are you sign gonna, me up? Right? That's right. So it there's a high value there that's being missed because you're just not looking in the right space. 
spaces. And honestly, if you know there's some brands out there by brand name, there's um, management companies. So like on our website, EbenezerCares.org, we'll have you know the geographical listing of everything that's in our management portfolio. However, there is a list at SeniorCoops.org. And that is maintaining all the senior cooperatives in the country. And you can find that by state and city. So that is a great resource. If you're just aware of it, go to seniorcoops.org and find the location that would fit for you. That's the biggest challenge is making sure that people know about cooperatives and know that they are an affordable, maintenance-free, safe way to live. The other thing that I learned just from touring cooperatives is that every building has their own heartbeat. So just because you go to a Gramercy in Plymouth doesn't mean that the Gramercy in Burnsville will feel the same. And that's true of all of the Applewoods and all of the real lifes and all of the other cooperatives that are out there. Every building has its own personality and its own way of operating. And Just like if you are looking for a senior housing apartment or if you're looking for a townhome or a condo to purchase, you want to understand the personality of the neighborhood that you're moving into and make sure that not only is it a good value, but that the personality of the building will fit with what you are wanting your life goals to be. That is true. And it is kind of fun to be able to be privileged in my position. I get to see different buildings and different aspects of how people work together and see how their life skills are a dynamic part in bringing that forward and operating together. I am always amazed watching the finance committee work and you'll have some high-end people and some low-end people and they're working together for that same good, but it, it is a fascinating environment. So what is Ebenezer's role or, or how many cooperatives are you working with? What What's happening with Ebenezer? Thank you for that question. Um, we Ebenezer has been around for over 100 years, and they started out really just as a key point of taking care of those that had come to this new country, America, and didn't have family around them to care for them. So uh, Ebenezer was one of the first people to set up um, homes for seniors to care for them. So that's one side of Ebenezer. And the part that I take care of um, is actually the independent living side, the part where there are no services provided, and how do we have senior uh, provisions for that. So Ebenezer actually um, manages over 53 senior cooperatives in uh, from Duluth to Des Moines, over to Davenport, Iowa, and then up to Wausau, Wisconsin. So in three states, we have 53 uh, cooperatives and actually one senior condominium that we manage. And it is a dynamic industry to be in, one that you don't initially think about being involved with, and you just grow to love it. What trends have you seen happen with cooperatives in the last, say, 10 years? Because I know the first part of that last 10 years, say 10 years ago, things were pretty quiet. But within the last five years, it seems like there's been an explosion of cooperatives. Right. Well, the joy of a cooperative is that people can live there till their last day on earth, and then they decide what level of services they need to help them fulfill that dream, right? So uh, cooperatives are a 
living made easy for seniors and help them graduate into whatever needs they have over time. But a cooperative itself is not required to provide that service. It's really up to the individual. So think of your split entry home that you used to live in, but now is difficult because of your hip replacement. And you want to have a lifestyle that involves being around more people because your kids aren't around anymore. And your neighbors are moving into different things. So you want independence and you want ease of living. And a cooperative provides that. Nadette, how does somebody reach out to you if they have more questions about senior cooperatives? I would love to talk to you more about that and find out if this is an um, opportunity for yourself or for your parents at any point in time, or if you just want to understand the concept a little better. My name is Nadette Walagora. I am available at Ebenezer. Our phone, my phone number is 612-874-3480. Thank you so much for being here, Nadette. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so glad that the Twin Cities has you as a resource because nobody does it quite as well as you do. Wow. Thank you very much. That's an honor. This has been Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a senior real estate specialist. You can find her online at thechangeagent.net. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results or Minnesota Podcasting.